Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we explore the enlightening pages of The Myths of Creativity, penned by the insightful David Berkus, an assistant professor of management with a focus on creativity, innovation, entrepreneurship, and organizational behavior. Through his expertise, Berkus unveils the common fallacies surrounding the concept of creativity. This intriguing book dismantles the barriers of traditional thinking and sheds light on the truth of how groundbreaking ideas are born and nurtured. The Myths of Creativity is a treasure trove for anyone yearning to enhance their creative prowess or for leaders aiming to foster an innovation-rich environment within their businesses or organizations. With anecdotes from history and case studies of well-known modern innovators, Burkus provides a practical guide to realizing the full potential of creative thought. A notable voice in the fields of creativity and innovation, David Burkus has contributed to leading publications such as Fast Company and Bloomberg Businessweek, and shared his insights on prestigious platforms including Microsoft and Stryker. Join us as we reveal the secrets to unlocking creativity and learn why conventional wisdom about innovation is often mistaken. Welcome to an episode that promises to reshape your understanding of the creative process and equip you with the knowledge to let your ideas soar. The Myths of Creativity The Truth About How Innovative Companies and People Generate Great Ideas. Introduction Dispelling the Myths and embracing creativity for all. Have you ever dismissed yourself as the non-creative type, leaving the realm of innovation to those you deem more suited for it? If so, you've bought into one of the classic myths surrounding creativity, that it's a rare gift bestowed upon a select few. The reality, however, is far more inclusive and empowering. Creativity is not the exclusive province of artists and inventors. It lies within every individual, ready to be tapped into and harnessed. Countless misconceptions about creativity linger in our collective consciousness. One of the most enduring is the image of the solitary genius, that relentless figure who toils away in isolation until a eureka moment strikes. Others believe that creativity is an innate quality, as fixed and unchangeable as the color of one's eyes. And then there's the pervasive belief in brainstorming as the ultimate technique for churning out ideas at lightning speed. But how many of these cherished beliefs hold water? This insightful exploration is about to turn your preconceived notions on their head and chart a new course for understanding creative potential. You'll uncover the real story behind iconic moments of inspiration. Hint, the apple's role in Newton's discovery may not be what you think. You'll discover that creativity isn't something written into your DNA and is not the prerogative of the lone genius. Prepare to delve into the true origins of the personal computer and debunk the myths that have long obscured the nature of creativity. You might just find that you too are capable of crafting ideas that change the world. Part 1. Rethinking the Narrative of the Lightning Strike of Creativity Picture Isaac Newton lounging beneath a tree, an apple plummets, bonks him on the head, and like a flash, the concept of gravity is born. 
or so the popular story goes. This anecdote captures the essence of a myth many of us subscribe to, the notion that creativity is akin to a divine spark, sudden and unbidden. However, that couldn't be further from the truth. Creativity doesn't materialize from the ether. The actual unfolding of Newton's insight into gravity paints a different picture. It wasn't a solitary apple incident that led to his revelation, but a conversation sparked by witnessing the falling fruit. Engaged in dialogue with a fellow thinker, Newton discussed and dissected known principles of gravity. It was through this intellectual exchange, followed by years of meticulous research, that his groundbreaking gravitational theories took shape. Contrary to the fanciful tales of instantaneous genius, creativity is often a slow burn, a process that demands dedication and time. Psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi's research illuminates this truth, noting that the aha moment stands as just one of many steps in the creative journey. Ideas, he proposes, evolve from a well-prepared foundation that has been given ample opportunity to gestate. To make the most of their creative capacities, luminaries like Leonardo da Vinci and Thomas Edison juggled numerous projects at once. This strategy allowed each of their fledgling ideas the necessary time to mature while they tended to other endeavors. As we continue on our exploratory path, it becomes clear that the fount of creativity isn't limited to historical giants labeled as geniuses. Each of us has the potential to tap into that reservoir if only we shift our perceptions of what it means to be creative. Part 2. The myth of genetic creativity dispelled. There's a persistent belief that creativity is a rare gift, either handed down from the heavens or woven into the very fabric of our DNA. But this idea that creativity is the privileged domain of a select few is simply not true. Research is steadily undermining the born creative myth, revealing that it isn't a genetic lottery win that sets the Einsteins of the world apart. Take, for example, studies carried out on Einstein's brain. Despite exhaustive examination, scientists haven't found concrete evidence that his intelligence sprang from a unique brain structure. In fact, his brain was somewhat smaller than average, not exactly what one might expect from a genial outlier. Diving deeper into the debate on nature versus nurture, we turn to psychologist Marvin Reznikov's work with twins. He led a study that measured the creativity of fraternal twins, who have different genetic codes against that of identical twins who share the same DNA. If creativity were truly a genetic trait, we would see a greater similarity in the creative output of identical twins compared to their fraternal counterparts. Yet, the study showed no significant difference between the two groups, indicating that genetics might not be the creativity gatekeeper we thought it was. Despite this evidence, many organizations stubbornly cling to the distinction between creative and non-creative types. In the United States, Government policies go so far as to differentiate between creative and non-creative professions, impacting labor laws and creating unnecessary divides. Corporate culture is often guilty of the same dichotomy, drawing a line between creatives and suits, and applying different rules and expectations based on these arbitrary classifications. This not only creates an exclusive environment, but actively hamstrings innovation by sidelining so-called non-creatives from the ideation process. Yet, 
there are organizations that have turned their backs on this outdated approach. The Gore Company, famed for creating Gore-Tex, is one shining example. Rejecting rigid job assignments, the company empowers all employees to take the initiative on new projects, fostering a culture where innovative ideas can flourish from any corner. By tapping into the collective creativity of their workforce, they've produced over a thousand diverse and successful products, proving that when given the opportunity, everyone has the potential to be creative. Part 3. Unlock creativity through freedom and strategic distraction. Think about the typical corporate approach to generating creativity. A hierarchical process where orders flow downward and those tagged as creative are expected to turn around miracles on a tight deadline. It's a conventional system that many accept, yet it's far from the best way to foster real innovation. A more effective path? Look toward a democratic and fluid organizational structure. Consider the tale of the industrial company Semco and its leader Ricardo Semler. On the cusp of bankruptcy, Semler inherited the business from his father and knew that traditional methods wouldn't save it. What did he do? He tore down the rigid hierarchical structures, dissolved permanently assigned teams, and dismantled top-down mandates. Everyone, from interns to executives, was encouraged to work on projects they found meaningful. The results were nothing short of transformative. Semco not only survived the tumultuous period, but thrived. Celebrating a decade without a CEO decision by 2003, and topping off their success with over $200 million in revenue. The takeaway here is that innovation cannot be forced or rushed. For creativity to truly blossom, there needs to be room for what many would consider unproductive, procrastination and daydreaming. A compelling study put this to the test with three groups of students. Their challenge? Come up with as many uses for a sheet of paper as possible in just four minutes, Two groups had two-minute breaks with assigned tasks, one related to the challenge and the other unrelated. While one group toiled continuously, the findings were telling. The group that didn't pause came in last in terms of creative ideas. A slight improvement was noted in the group that tackled a related task during their break. But astonishingly, the group that did something completely unrelated in their hiatus generated the most innovative ideas. So. The next time you catch yourself in a mental wanderlust, consider that it might be part of the creative process rather than a deviation from it. Your greatest idea might be simmering just beneath the surface, waiting for that moment of seemingly idle thought to come to a full, vibrant boil. Part 4. The Social Fabric of Creativity When we ponder the essence of creativity, we often imagine it as a solitary spark within the mind. But what truly ignites creativity is the social environment. The secret weapon in the pursuit of inventive thinking is not isolation, but the diversity and richness of your network. If you're looking to stimulate your creative juices, don't restrict your interactions to the confines of your office walls. Expanding your horizon beyond your immediate circle is essential in accessing a broader pool of ideas and perspectives. Innovation rarely emerges from a single mind glued to a singular concept. More often, it's the product of multiple minds sharing, iterating, and building upon each other's thoughts and insights. History has shown us time and again that breakthroughs come from collaboration, 
not solitary contemplation. To truly innovate, engage with what others are creating and thinking. Take the famous tech rivals Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, for instance. Despite their famous disagreements, both tech icons were deeply influenced by their exposure to the Park company's Alto computer. Jobs was inspired by a tour of Park, which fed into Apple's future designs, while Gates gained valuable insights from his short stint working on early Apple computers. This concept extends even further when considering large and diverse groups. History's so-called solo geniuses often turn out to have been part of a collective brain trust. Thomas Edison, for example, didn't single-handedly invent the light bulb. He worked with a multidisciplinary team known as the Muckers. This group, comprised of physicists, engineers, and machinists, pooled their talents to create many of Edison's famed inventions. This begs the question, why is it that we consider Edison a paradigm of the lone inventor? The answer lies in the marketing strategy. Recognizing the strength of Edison's brand, the muckers chose to elevate his reputation over their shared contributions. They knew emphasizing his name would carry more weight and potentially benefit their own creative endeavors. Embracing this lesson, remember that your creative potential can be greatly enhanced by the variety and strength of your social connections. Creativity is not an individual sport. It thrives best when cultivated within an ecosystem of collective intelligence. Part 5. Connecting the Dots. The Brain's Role in Creative Synthesis. Expanding your social network is essential for creative thinking. But the story doesn't end there. To truly excel at creativity, it's crucial to nourish our intellect with a diverse array of inputs. The breadth of ideas at our disposal, the greater our capacity to combine them into novel concepts. Consider the development of new technologies. Innovation frequently emerges from the recombination of existing technologies. There's a synergy that occurs when pre-existing knowledge converges, sparking fresh ideas and applications. A perfect embodiment of this concept was Thomas Edison's lab, where knowledge from disparate technologies intermingled freely. Venture into Edison's workspace, and you would have found a trove of partially disassembled machinery, all fodder for new inventions. Despite the importance of external knowledge, creativity is also inextricably linked to the neural pathways in our brains. Einstein's brain may not have been genetically remarkable, but there's more to the story. Neuroscience has unveiled that individuals who are exceptionally creative have superior connections among the ideas housed in their brain's gray matter thanks to a richer network of white matter. White matter forms the highways of our brain, enabling electrical impulses to travel swiftly between different regions. The good news is that this isn't a matter of genetic luck. White matter develops and strengthens with use. In other words, the act of engaging in creative endeavors can physically enhance our ability to think creatively by fostering these vital neural connections. To bolster your creative capacities, consider it a form of mental exercise. The more frequently you practice creativity, the more robust your creative network becomes. It's like building up muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. So push the boundaries of your mind, stretch those cognitive muscles, 
and you might be amazed at the creative ideas you start to generate. Part 6. Creativity Thrives Under the Right Constraints It might seem intuitive to assume that unlimited freedom begets the best creative work. Yet surprisingly, creativity often flourishes under certain constraints. Paradoxical as it may sound, limits can serve as a catalyst for generating even more exceptional ideas. The common strategy of hosting ideation sessions or brainstorming meetings, where participants are encouraged to contribute any and all ideas with the hopes of unleashing creativity, tends to miss the mark. While these sessions can produce a plethora of ideas, quantity doesn't necessarily equate to quality. Many ideas conceived in such free-for-alls may be impractical or irrelevant. Instead, a more effective approach is to establish boundaries for the ideation process. Start with a clear understanding of the problem at hand, immerse yourself in relevant background knowledge, then begin generating ideas. Once a pool of ideas is formed, you can begin refining and combining them to yield innovative, viable solutions. Restrictions can prove to be an especially potent force in propelling creativity when related to resources. The typical lament is that insufficient funds or time are barriers to groundbreaking innovation. On the contrary, limited resources compel us to think unconventionally and push the boundaries of typical solutions. This principle is exquisitely demonstrated in the world of poetry. Consider the haiku and sonnet, each with its stringent structural constraints a limited number of lines and a specific syllabic pattern. These restrictions don't inhibit creativity. They fuel it, challenging poets to express profound thoughts within a tight frame, resulting in works of art that are as masterful as they are concise. Next time you're faced with limitations, whether in your professional or personal creative projects, view them not as obstacles, but as unique opportunities to harness your creative potential to its fullest. Faced with a canvas of constraints, you might just paint your most innovative masterpiece yet. Final summary. It's time to dismantle the old myths about creativity. The notion that it's a rare gift for the chosen few is not just outdated, it's simply untrue. Each and every one of us has the potential for creativity. It's a universal trait that we can all harness and cultivate. To unlock the doors to your creative prowess, it's essential to recognize the value of patience, the power of constraints, and the strength of collaboration. Creativity doesn't always come in a lightning bolt. It often emerges from the interplay of various minds and ideas over time. Learn to embrace the limitations you encounter as they can inadvertently guide you to more inventive solutions. Connect with those around you, share ideas, and build on collective intelligence to foster a thriving environment for innovation. Understanding these principles is the first step toward redefining your creative capabilities and bringing transformative ideas to life. Armed with this new perspective, you can begin to make significant strides in both your creative endeavors and capacity for innovation. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, 
and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.